What is your initial impression of Horace Slughorn? I always use too many words, but I'm going to say good, <laughs> then bad, then good. <laughs> what does that mean? Flesh it out. Um, <laughs> He's like, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Use too many go? words. Yeah, uh, we need so more words. I'm the, I'm the one of little words. You can't take that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but basically, we get introduced to him, and I was confused. It's all the drama. It's the chaos, blood on the walls. And, and then I'm like, oh, this dude is clever. He's awesome. He seems really cool. And then, as I'm sure jk is setting us up for then we're like oh wait a second head of the slytherin house and he seems a little bit um wizard racist and he just feels he a little shallow wizard racist why does he seem wizard racist well he Muggle. talked down about muggle-born people he almost no not almost saying that it was so surprising oh, yeah, that even sure. a muggle-born yeah. like lily could do this oh yeah. and then he's like and there was another muggle-born boy that i once knew that was also pretty good yeah. like almost like he's saying i'm so surprised someone of that's muggle-born could actually be so good and i'm like dude come on now i but it actually made me wonder are statistically in the wizard world, <laughs> are muggle-born people less good of wizards in general? And is it truly exceptional that Lily and this other person and Harry are like above and beyond? Or is it all just prejudice and people are like assuming they're not as good, but they've always been as good. And on paper, the data doesn't lie. They are equivalent across the board. I want to see their OWL numbers. You know what I mean? I want to see the real data. Um, I was actually curious about that. I didn't look this up, but I was curious if anybody had gotten more than um, 10 OWLs. Hmm. Um, oh, so true. Because if Hermione got oh. only 10, I don't know of anybody who's smarter than Hermione. I wonder what Dumbledore got. Hmm. But I feel like Dumbledore would be slacking on like history of magic, you know. Yep. He's not maybe he's not like the academic like Hermione. Well, he knows ancient magic. How know, is he true. slacking? But he's got a lot of time <laughs> yeah. to learn that now. Yeah. Because he's ancient. Well, he's talked to ancient people like Nicholas Flamel, his boy. Ancient magic wasn't ancient when he was <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was just called magic it. when he was in school. <laughs> so hmm. I, Anyways, uh, that was my impression. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. Any more uh, Pirate's Booty? Are you ready? What was your impression? Back <laughs> <laughs> to the butt talk. Booty. <laughs> Every time. Booty, 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 there is booty, some uh, butt everywhere. talk in this chapter. That was one of the yeah, questions I, I was going to ask you. The Ooh, nice. couch he's, with him? Yeah, and he's warming his butt by the fire. Oh, I missed oh, that. Oh, so true. How loud but he poked his the stomach. slughorn <laughs> apparate? Oh, my That's going to be my initial goodness. question. <laughs> he apparates like a foghorn. Yeah, it is like an explosion. Uh, <laughs> it is like a pop. <laughs> <laughs> you know those videos where like someone drops a massive rock off like a dam oh, and it hits the water yes. and it just smacks? That's what his apparation would be. Yes. Like sound. <laughs> Every single time he apparates and it's like everyone within a mile radius is like, Horace Slughorn. There he is. <laughs> it's a kerplunk. That's great. It's like a couch. Oh, <laughs> you can go for it. I don't. Yeah. Also, another side note. My my take on Muggleborns is the same as athletes who had less than ideal circumstances growing up. Ooh, nice. Like Muggleborns, they have Michael a spectrum, Jordan. huh? Yeah. My, like Muggleborns, they could be they could be bad wizards. They could be really really good wizards. But I think. The cream of the crop are Muggleborns because they didn't grow up with magic. They don't know yep. what it's like. So they're, it's like to me, Jimmy Butler, 
you watch basketball had a great had a great playoff run this year. That guy came from nothing, and he's like an unbelievable player in the NBA. Hmm. Same thing as Michael Jordan. Some of these players who like grew up with nothing, and they're fighting for it, like Hermione. To yeah, me. Mm. you have to yep. like show that you're yeah. good enough to yeah. be there with them. Yeah, I can see that. some people with something yeah. to prove, and it's not just uh, Muggleborns. I think. There's other people with things approved too, but but in a way, it does make sense because it's like they have to be so magical that they came from like two humans to like. Hmm. In my mind, it made more sense than saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Like to, yeah, like you just had to be that good to come from hmm. muggles versus just. Getting by, yeah. In the wizarding world. Um, what do you think of a Slughorn, though, Jen? Do you like him or not? I was like confused by him. Hmm. Because you walk in, and his house was a mess, on purpose. He made it look that way. Like someone came in. Okay, and he looked like a couch. <laughs> and uh, so I was a little bit confused about that. Like, is he like a shift? Um, Shapeshifter? Shapeshifter. An anamorphomagus? Yes. Thank you, Danny. I don't know my terminology still. Uh, or was it just a a little charm, a little temporary thing? Because they're all in, um, what does McGonagall teach? Transform Figuration. I was going to say transformation. That doesn't sound right. Transfiguration. So the whole point of the class is about transfiguring things. But it's mostly other things. Hey, maybe yourself stop. a little, too. What's up, Wes? Hey, come here. come here. Oh, you think that's what he did? Well, I don't know, because, like, it's like someone like Tonks can change shape into anything, like, kind of any time. It feels like it's, like, a part of her. Like, I don't know. But I got the idea that um, even if she didn't have her wand, she could maybe do that. Um but it feels like what we're dealing with here um, with Horace might be more of a charm on himself. Like yeah. he might need his wand. It might take a lot of effort. It might be more short term. Um, it doesn't feel quite as powerful as what Tonks has. But we don't actually know yet, mm. so I don't know. And then it makes sense that a Slytherin head of house would have those thoughts anyway. Like <laughs> of pure bloods versus Muggleborn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So to me, that wasn't really a surprise. Hmm. There's there's something in it too where um, I don't think you think he's like a little racist for some of the things, but at the same time, your prejudice shows when you're reading it because you're like, he's a Slytherin, he should suck, and then mm, he's a Slytherin mm -hmm, and he's a complex mm -hmm. character, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Am I racist? But uh, I don't so think. Right, I mean, I guess it, it is what it is, right? But like, he's not realizing what he's saying is racist. I don't know. Yeah. Like he's just being very honest and like a matter of fact and yeah. to him it's not offensive but i mean harry thought so because he kind of stood up for hermione and yeah yep. them and and i think we take those cues from harry where harry starts to not like him so much or get a little defensive but i felt like harry was being a little much like dumbledore brought him here to try and recruit him as a teacher and harry started he getting a little that, like though, did he? i feel like we at least knew I that think he, knew he was a friend of Dumbledore's, right? Well, Maybe I didn't, didn't think. I don't remember the, the schedule of it all. But he always leaves at the perfect time, so situations yeah, Dumbledore. can unfold hmm. yeah. perfectly. He's very meticulous in this chapter. I 
I liked it though too because we got more history about his parents. Yeah, like Lily, true. she's really smart. She was like the best or his favorite. Yeah. Um, that was a beautiful little paragraph when he was saying how he's uh, she was her favorite or she was his favorite. And mm. and wish that she was in his house, yeah. which almost was Harry, right? Almost yep. in Slytherin. But then that made me think of how her personality traits, though. Like if she almost could have been in Slytherin. Yeah. She's ambitious. Again, Maybe. all yeah, Slytherins aren't bad. Most of the Slyther- Slytherins in this book I'm, are bad. I'm prejudiced <laughs> or racist for them. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. We usually hate Slytherins, but Slytherins are great. I don't hate them, but I see them going down a bad path. Mm. <laughs> Potentially. Sorry, adjusting mics. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second too, but <laughs> no, I'm not adjusting yours. I'm just saying Danny's actually. Oh, is he in mine again? No, I, I made it sure it was all good. I think, I think we're all good. Um, someone mentioned this on chat, but this can be rife with fan theories. Percy and Bill got 12 OWLs, two more than Hermione. Huh. So that means that both of them had to have gotten time turners. Because Hermione had to drop two classes with a time turner so that she didn't have to have a time turner anymore. That's an interesting thought. So, although also Hermione got O's, right? (laughs) Like she was getting, wait, yeah, O's in everything except one. Bill and Percy might have been more down to just pass. Maybe they weren't. I still as... don't get this grading system. Like she got ten OWLs. What does that mean? It was an outstanding. What's what's the W? Outstanding the exceeds expectation, and then passing. No P is for was, poor. So then why do they I say you got good? ten like, OWLs? Like there's one yeah. of those like you so passed, OWL but it wasn't the is best. The passing scores. No, that's just the test. Um. So saying you got 10 OWL. Exceeds expectations. Acceptable. Poor. Dreadful. Oh, this would be tough if you're listening to it. Because reading it, this is very easy to absorb. But um, Jim Dale trying to explain this all. I feel like I stared at this for like multiple minutes. Um, So yeah, seeing the actual illustration on page 102. Very helpful. Um, yeah, Danny, can you just video yourself reading? I think everyone would actually uh, thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> As I'm like circling things, making notes and whatever. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, it is It is slow going. Um, yeah, because Bill and Percy, I mean, they're both pretty smart, apparently. It makes sense, but I can't imagine. They can't be better than Hermione. Yeah. Even Dumbledore has said like, some things about Hermione, like she's basically the best. Yeah. Right. Like, and people have kind of hinted or the thing has been said, she's one of the best students to pass through these doors at Hogwarts, at least in recent history. And I forget if that's something that's real or if we've just kind of said things like that, but, um, that is unbelievably impressive that Percy got that though. Yeah. How in the world could he have done that? Yeah. There could be more to that story. Um, I feel like Percy would be someone that would use it. Like Hermione is someone that plays by the rules. I think Percy doesn't. So I think he would use the time turners to his own advantage. Maybe mm, you're right. Like, add, like we were talking about that with mm. Hermione, like add extra study time for certain things. Yep. He would probably do all of that. A little extra make out time with Penelope Clearwater. Of course. Got to throw that in there somewhere. Why not? And then, <laughs> and then I think he would 
kind of use it to his own advantage so he would get exceeds expectations or outstanding on all his OWLs. I don't think Hermione would do that. She plays by the books. Which makes me wonder what Bill and Percy were doing. What else were they were doing hmm. with the time turners? And it feels like Harry took nine OWLs and he passed all but one. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know about Percy and Bill, but I don't think they're quite as good as Harry. I don't think they were getting O's, but getting a couple of A's and some E's and just taking a bunch of classes, I feel yeah, like passing true. is kind of a low bar. Yeah, for So sure. as long as they focused on the classes that mattered a little bit more, um, and maybe there are some easier classes we've not even heard of yeah. yet. Um, we know Hermione took like uh, ancient runes, something about interpreting ancient runes or something. Um, it sounds like Bill probably did pretty well at that one. So that would at least be his 10th or 11th, assuming he took all the ones Harry did. So if that if he ended up in Egypt, he probably got an O on that one. Um, so I don't know. But it does change the way I view Bill. I did not think yeah, of him as right? being a good student to get a lot no, of OWLs. Cool. Yeah, he's just, just cool. That's why Mrs. <laughs> Weasley said he shouldn't be with Flem. I know. Mm. <laughs> we'll talk about that as we get there. But let's kick it off. Welcome to the podcast. I'm John. Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers with Mead, with more Mead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Here is the plug for all the stuff that we typically give at the beginning of all podcasts. Number one, go give us a rating and review. Wes is in the background right now. He is making a noise with a squeaky toy. Go give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps the podcast so much. So, and I, we all just love reading our reviews. And Apple Podcasts is the only one that does them, but we love reading reviews. It's so much fun. Um, go subscribe to us on YouTube, number two. That is um, where we are live streaming the podcast. We're releasing the episodes on podcasts. Uh, all of our podcasts. Um, so that is probably building the most momentum. Go um, subscribe to us or follow us um, or join our subreddit, r slash first time readers. Then our social media is we're doing Instagram now and Twitter. So Twitter is first I'm readers and Instagram's first time readers. Every single one of our channels is first time readers, except for Twitter, which is first I'm readers, because you have, I think, 16 characters and we had or maybe 15, we like could do 16 or something like that. Um, and then finally, well, not finally, we have a few other things too. Go uh, support us on Patreon. We have a little bit of extra content there, um, and that's probably the best way that you can support the podcast. If you really like listening, we don't really put anything behind paywalls for this podcast, but we're putting some extra content out there, like producer's commentary, and we're going to start doing stuff as soon as we finish the podcast. We're going to start putting more stuff on Patreon with just like web exclusives of us. Um, so go check that out and support us that way. That is the best way that you can support us um, is via our Patreon. And then finally, we do have merch coming out. We're not going to uh, have that for maybe another few weeks because we're just putting the finishing touches on some of that. Our designer is just like kind of wrapping up his designs on it. So just be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. We're going to probably um, start selling some merch and some clothes and all that kind of stuff with... Um, different Hogwarts houses and our logo and all that kind of fun stuff. So be on the lookout for that. But right now we're jumping into Half-Blood Prince because this book is fantastic and we're all really excited to read this book. So enjoy chapters four and five of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Okay. Chapter five. 
We're only doing two chapters at a time, which is kind of nice. You mean four? Four. Four. Chapter four. Sorry. Going yeah, crazy. two is nice. It feels very uh, digestible. <laughs> yeah, right. Not mm-hmm. only for the reading, but the discussion yeah. too. Yeah. Exactly. Very focused. So give me a summary of this chapter, which is Horace Slughorn. Take it off. We meet Slughorn, who agrees to work at Hogwarts, and then Harry and Dumbly, I wrote, Dumbly. that's his name in, in these notes, and Dumbly go to the borough where he gives Harry some advice. That was really short. No, it's great. Yeah. We'll talk about all the other questions. That yeah, I have. the specifics come up later. Yeah. Nice. Um, this was one of the first lines that I want to talk about. Despite the fact that he had spent every waking moment of the past few days hoping desperately that Dumbledore would indeed come to fetch him. Harry felt distinctly awkward as they set off down Privet Drive together. He had never had a proper conversation with his headmaster outside of Hogwarts before. There was usually a desk between them. Do you find this odd? And then on top of that, if you had Dumbledore in a room, what would be the first question that you would ask him on anything? Like right now? Mm -hmm. Like if Dumbledore was here in this room with us right now, what are you asking him? What's the first thing you're asking him? I mean, my mind just goes back to the history of things, and I want to find out about 1945. <laughs> um, even though there might be books on that. With the, <laughs> his, his famous duel? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I feel like, yeah, there's a lot about his past that I would want to know. In the moment, I would pick his brain about multiple questions about how to defeat Voldemort. Um, Harry doesn't know. He doesn't have a plan. He doesn't know anything. So if I was in Harry's shoes, I'd be saying, how are we going to defeat Voldemort? That would be the first question. And then whatever he says, I would just like keep prodding more and more because it's like, look, you are literally the best wizard in the world. Maybe Mm -hmm. whoever even lived, you must have a plan. What do we need to do? Like, tell me how I can help. Like, you're the general. Send me on a mission. Um, and Harry's just kind of like, yeah, Burrow and school. And like, it just feels like, yeah, if I had this kind of feels access like to him, a teenager. I'd be much more For sure. like, but you are, time. you are 32. Yeah, and that's a different Harry mindset. 16. So true. <laughs> so you're double his age, but <laughs> <laughs> it feels like there's no urgency to I know, for I don't sure. know why I'm laughing. But you know what? Honestly, that's probably great. He, he can just stay innocent and Dumbledore's okay with it too. Yeah. It's worked to this point. You're mm. old, Danny. Oh, <laughs> so Some days I feel double as old as I actually am. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of rare, <laughs> Sorry, but I like being old. One. It's the best. Oh, You're I'm double the, his I'm age. I'm the youngest here. Yeah. Um, yep. Jen, what, what was the first question? By barely, first of all. <laughs> nine days? By matters. nine days, I know. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Jen, what would you ask Dumbledore if you could ask him any question? <laughs> if he was in the room with us. Um, like right now in the story too. Yeah, it could be something in the story. It could be just something like superficial. Like tell mm. me about the most powerful curse that you ever used. Like, Yeah, I was going to ask about ancient magic. Yeah. Like what is that? And what does that look like? And what are those different cur- spells? I don't know. Not that he maybe even knows himself. Yeah. But why are they so ancient and why doesn't Voldemort know them? Oof. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think that there are some ancient spells that uh, Voldemort does know that he's using? To yeah, well, now advantage? he knows because Definitely. he said that he wasn't expecting to <laughs> encounter ancient magic. And then Dumbledore surprised him with Harry's. 
mom, I don't know, the mom thing or yeah. Harry's love spell, whatever that is. I wonder who Voldemort's um, ancient consultant is. Because, you know what? Actually, Nicholas maybe, Flamel. Maybe it is. Maybe Voldemort's a better um, student than I think he is. But I don't picture him as a library guy doing what Hermione is doing to really get to the bottom of some of this stuff that he's learning. Like, who's the one in his circle who's like, yo, Voldemort, I found an ancient scroll. Is Dumbledore pure blood? I think so. But I don't know. Sorry, I just totally cut you off. But I was just thinking it. And I figured before you kept talking that I would forget. I think he is because otherwise I feel like Horace would have mentioned him in the the Muggleborn hmm. little mini rant. The only had. thing is Lord Voldemort is the Dark Lord is Muggleborn. Yeah, but his official story is that he isn't, right? That he tells people. Does he? I actually don't remember because in the graveyard he was kind of he was monologuing to everybody. I'm like, kind of yeah, but I feel like he is a half blood. It's it's yeah, in the graveyard. Blood. It was kind of established he was a half blood, not a not a Muggleborn. He's what does Muggle. that mean, though? A Muggleborn is to oh. non-magical parents. We same, don't use the other same word thing. In this podcast. Hmm. No, it's not the same thing. Hmm. It's Muggleborn, but they're not pure. They're not pure. Not blood. pure. Not pure. Yeah. One of them is magic. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. But so he's not a prince, though. I don't know. I don't know uh, genetics for uh, magic, though, because Harry is still a half blood. He's not a pure blood, but he comes from two wizarding parents. But his mom was a Muggleborn, so I guess it's like he's seventy five percent Muggle. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic no, and twenty five percent. I don't know. I'm, I was terrible at that lesson in high school in genetics. Or right, right. Was, but. <laughs> with those little charts yeah. with the four yeah. and the recessive and dominant gene. Yeah. Um, do you think so? Wait, Danny, you two, you also mentioned that you don't think that Voldemort would be like a book smart kind of person. What kind of student do you think he was? And do you think he was out there seeking? Do you think he showed signs of like evilness as a student at Hogwarts? Big time. Yeah, I think he showed those signs early. Um, well, we saw it with Hagrid, right? Yeah, and yeah, the exactly. creature or whatever. I think it was that, and even like similar things for way, way back. I he think was there like were people s- who picked up on that. What was he? <laughs> I was waiting. Like a, I feel like he was a very like brilliant bully. Like he had the mm. smart, the book smart, so he didn't have to lean into bullying as like his personality. But I think he was both. So that yeah, that's a great point. Here's another even side question off of that. They taught the un, unforgivable um, spells in their fourth year. Do you think that there are some kinds of magic that they cannot teach at Hogwarts? I think yeah. I asked that a while ago. After Lord mm-hmm. Voldemort came to power or before? Even before. before even before. Like, is there is there something that they, they're not teaching, but like maybe Hermione found something in the restricted section? I remember we were talking about this with a, should, a censorship. And I think you said something about the atomic bomb or something like that. There should <laughs> oh, yeah, be instructions yeah, yeah. for how to make an atomic bomb. But is there something in the res- in the restricted section that is like a, I don't know, like the Hermione might have stumbled across and like closed it immediately because it's that dark of magic. Would they have that or is that the unforgivable curses? I think, no, no, the unforgivable curses, they felt big to us when we heard them. And I still think they are big in some ways. Like you learn about murder in school when you're in like, 
elementary school, you're like, what? You don't even understand, but you're like murder. And that's still like about as bad as it gets. But there can still be like genocide and these like bigger and badder yeah. things you learn about. I feel like the unforgivable curses are still fifth year things you mm. learn about. But there must be bigger and badder things that are in the restricted section. And my theory is there are even bigger and even badder things that used to be in a library or restricted section or super restricted section that doesn't even <laughs> it's in Dumbledore's office locked away. Yeah. Um, or in uh, Moody's seven layer box case, whatever it is, or things that like they had to destroy. They just said, you know what? This is too powerful because we're just seeing so much crazy magic that I feel like at some point there must have been something too powerful that they destroyed. And I bet there are different opinions in different schools um, and different even forms of magic. Like we're Wagadoo is a little out of yeah. the realm of the book so far, but we know Durmstrang. They yeah. teach dark magic. So they're diving deeper into things that Hogwarts does not dive deep into. Hmm. So I bet they're learning things that are just a little bit like this is questionable or it requires certain sacrifices or it's a little more extreme. It's like, I don't know. I could imagine they, they teach things at Durmstrang that Dumbledore would uh, not quite approve of. Yeah. And there's clear delineations too, between students. Like there's even this, there's this line in the, the series that Dumbledore just shows how much more of a superior wizard he is. Hmm. It says, keep your wand at the ready, Harry. He said brightly, but I thought I'm not allowed to use magic outside school, sir. If there is an attack, said Dumbledore, I give you permission to use any counterjinx or curse that might occur to you. <laughs> However, I do not think you need to worry about being attacked tonight. Why not, sir? You are with me, Dumbledore said simply. Do you think he's <laughs> arrogant to say that? <laughs> no, I think he's no. being honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think he was very honest, although they, they're kind of like uh, opposites. He's like, pull your wand out. Why? Because you yeah. might need it. Well, you won't need it, though, because you're with me. I'm like, well, does he need it or does he not need it? Dumbledore is just being honest. You know, bring yeah. it out as a backup plan. You know, you never know. Just be prepared. He's trying to teach good habits to Harry. But he's also saying, but honestly, you're with me. You're not going to need it. And if, if I can't take care of it, you're, you're probably already dead. So uh, do you feel that Dumbledore? <laughs> OK, this may sound like a weird question. Do you feel like he's dragging him around almost as a lucky charm? Because Harry's record against Voldemort right now is perfect. Does Dumbledore <laughs> see that? And is he going to be like, oh, I'm with Harry. So I don't really have to worry about this anymore. I'm <laughs> Harry's safe. the safety. Thing. Yeah, I thought sure. Slughorn was my the one that shows policy. off. I know. Yeah. He like he was showing yeah. Harry off to Slughorn. Like he said. Slughorn fell into the trap perfectly. Yeah. Slughorn collects people and Dumbledore knows that and he wants Slughorn to collect Harry. Yeah. That's another thing to just taunt them. It's perfect. Is it bad that Dumbledore did that without telling Harry how he was going to do it? Should Dumbledore have given him a briefing before he went to Slughorn? He never does. Yeah, he never <laughs> I know. does. This is more of a briefing smooth, than normal. Though. Yeah, for sure. So it probably true. wouldn't have gone that smooth, but still... There's like a different level of trust that they already have in this book. Mm. And you're you're you almost you're like Dumbledore. You have it, even though it might not go as good. But I, I just don't think Dumbledore wants to flirt with that idea. I think it yeah, went perfectly. You're right. You're right. Exactly how we planned. He even said to Molly later, it took us a it lot was even quicker. Better than he yeah. imagined. He and I don't know what his other plan was to like 
draw this night out longer and come back in the morning. He wanted Harry to pull an all-nighter with Horace, yeah. just like trying to <laughs> figure know. this out. And then eventually Dumbledore's like in the bathroom. I'm still struggling, guys. Keep talking. <laughs> um, I, like it just felt weird. Like they really were just going to talk all night long. Yeah. Or was he going to get Horace drunk till he agreed to it? You know, like I'm not sure. Um, I did at the end of the chapter think Dumbledore was a little bit more manipulative than I would have liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got the job done. And uh, if we grow to hate Horace by the end of this book, then I'll be annoyed at Dumbledore for doing it this way. But um, so far, I'm like, you know what? It worked out. He uh, he played him like a fiddle. Yeah. For good or bad. I know. If there was your top three people that you'd feel safe around in these books so far, who would it be? Like if you were in their presence, you wouldn't have to you wouldn't really have to worry. Dumbledore. Nice. Mm-hmm. Same. Lupin. Lupin. I feel like nice. he would be good. Oh, yeah. A third one. To me, McGonagall oh, is, is yeah, kind yeah, of up yeah. there. Um, I forgot about her. I'm thinking of the Order first. of the Phoenix. Yeah, because I could see like that side Although of her. Although she got attacked out. pretty bad. Yep. So mm. is she. But she was still covered? playing by the rules, though. Mm. And they were not. Mm. So. Yeah. Hope, True. Wait, do we ever see justice for that? I hope they're getting. Throwing an Azkaban. Um, Doesn't even exist. There is justice. Especially now <laughs> that Dumbledore is the head chieftain of the Wizengama. What is he? Something chief? Yeah, he's Some... reinstated chief warlock. I like how you ask warlock. us. Like, we know you're the one writing <laughs> down everything. <laughs> um, but to be honest, Horace would probably be on my list higher than Lupin. Again, age matters to me. And I saw you that- feel safe around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Already, you don't even know him. Well, yeah. You know, yeah, but you know what, what? Danny? He seems. Um, <laughs> Thank you. He's thinking <laughs> outside the box. Side. The whole, the whole like thing he did with Dumbledore with the blood on the walls, yeah, he did whatever. It in two minutes. Too. Like that's thinking outside the box, and that's the kind of stuff that I feel like even Dumbledore. Dumbledore is so powerful. He would face people head on. He would play like mind games potentially, but we've never seen him be this. Um, I don't know. Turn into a couch. <laughs> Sneaky. Yeah, it's like funny, right? But like, I also feel like it's a smart move. So I think of that's him as being a, a very move. good wizard. That's a, to me, that's a smart move if you don't have the power. Dumbledore oh, literally okay. could just stand there and be like, yeah, come. Come mm-hmm. at me, bro. Yeah. Because Fair. you know I'm going to beat you. But Horace is not up to that caliber. And he has to hide as a cow. And it's about self-preservation. If you're yep. with him, yep. I don't know if he's going to hide you. He's going to hide like, himself. You're going to be in his belly he, on the couch. In his belly. Get in my belly. Yeah. I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. I love She's this. gone. It's <laughs> the Austin Powers, right? Yeah. I thought so. Um, <laughs> But I do think of him as being a better wizard than Lupin. That is a hot take, Danny. Yeah. Well, you know what? I disagree. Here's another thing. Yeah. I disagree. Dumbledore's not asking Lupin to come back and teach class. You know what I mean? Because he he eats people. He can eat the kids. (laughs) I'm not racist. Let Lupin back. It's totally fine. They had a whole uproar. All the parents said no. That's all right. I'm not going to judge someone for a time of the month. (laughs) It is not judging. It's dangerous. (laughs) 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 All right. We Um, see you like those Slytherin guys. Well, you know what? I just like Lupin 
But like for the same reason, the question is, who would we like feel comfortable with, etc. You wouldn't feel safe around him. Around Lupin? Yeah. I would, Protected. except for what if it's that time of the month? <laughs> <laughs> then you got to duck and cover. You got to go to the shack and hide in the corner while he freaks out. Um, and send him toward the enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, run that way, please. No, but I don't know. Like, I just, I'm taking Dumbledore's lead and trusting that Horace is good and good at what he does. Um, he also put Snape in potions. And we don't know where he's Yeah, stands. and he put Lockhart in class. Yeah. And uh, he's made some questionable decisions. Uh-huh. But... Divination. For whatever reason, Horace feels like he's he's old magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's been around a while. And and for me, the people who have been doing it longer are just better at it. Um, it feels like there aren't that many old wizards. They keep getting killed before they make it that long. Mad so for him movie? to make it this long, John's point is the best one, though, because he's saying, would he care for you or would he yeah. care for himself? Self-preservation. Yeah. You're right. I think given the chance, he might betray you. Um, we'll get to slug, slug around know. in a second too, because there's a lot I of questions that you like just him. raised in that that we'll talk about for a second. Do you have any other person that you feel safe around? Like, there's a few for sure. I like the Weasleys. I just don't think they're quite there hmm. uh, as far as wizards. I, I yeah. feel like they're they're suburban wizards. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to hate. Love them, of course. Uh, I wouldn't put them on the front lines, you know. Um, who would I feel Jen, besides Dumbledore and Lupin do you have anybody else that's alive right now <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah that's a tough one well I like whoever said McGonagall that was a good one yeah because I forgot about her because we haven't seen one. her in a while mm. and I, I do even think, like uh, go ahead. well if we were going to go down like kid level too I feel like Luna Ginny mm. and Hermione, I would want them around. Killer combo. Yeah, seriously. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. those were the adults and then we go kids and that would be my choice of peers. Yeah. I feel like you take Harry for his perfect record. And then Hermione's always oh, been I with Harry I thought we were too. Harry in this scenario. Yeah, we kind of were. Okay. <laughs> but I think you take Hermione as well because she's been beside Harry's side and that's kind of probably why he's undefeated because yep. she prepares him for everything. Mm-hmm. And then Dumbledore is just... A given. Just one. Who game. else is out there, though? Well, Kristen. Who would you take? I don't know. Obviously, Dumbledore. I liked McGonagall. Yeah, it's a good one. I was trying to think of other people, and I can't think of anyone else. I know it's tough. I feel like McGonagall is criminally underrated in some of these books. Like she's not talked about of how good she is. Hmm. Honestly, I feel like Flitwick is good too. He was a dueling champ. I think mm. they mentioned that in like the second book or something like that. I don't he remember was, who this he is. He's pretty good. Flitwick's her charms teacher. The okay. little guy in the movies. Got it. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Hmm. Um, here is another line that we got to talk about. So tell me, Harry, said Dumbledore. Your scar, has it been hurt? Has it been hurting at all? Mm. Harry raised his hand unconsciously to his forehead and rubbed the lightning shaped mark. No, he said, and I've been wondering about that. I thought it would be burning all the time now Voldemort's getting so powerful again. He glanced up at Dumbledore and saw that he was wearing a satisfied expression. I, on the other hand, thought otherwise, said Dumbledore. Lord Voldemort has finally realized the dangerous access to his thoughts and feelings you have been enjoying. It appears that he is now employing occlumency against you. What do you think of that? Do you think the Dark Lord is smart for employing occlumency against Harry? 
Yeah, because Harry was yeah. accidentally seeing his plans or what who he was attacking. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't have the connection slash can't save people, I feel like. Yeah. He could still drive Harry nuts if he wanted to, though. Just kind of pester him, make him have nightmares, you know, be annoying. But as far as like actually, well, he might be afraid that Harry will actually start paying attention and doing his homework mm. and learning from Dumbledore or Snape and fighting back, maybe. So, yeah, it, it seems kind of smart, but also a tad premature. Yeah. But maybe he did test the waters in ways we don't know. And he's like, ah, nope, Harry's getting do you, too aware. Do you feel... Go ahead. The only thing is... That, well, he doesn't know that he knows the prophecy because this would be a perfect time for him to enter his mind. Yeah, you're right. If he could pull that out. I don't know how it works from a distance, but that's a good point. So it's kind of dumb. Yeah. But mm. it's good in our favor. Yeah, yeah. And we also don't know what Voldemort is really up to. So there might be things that he's doing that he really needs to shield Harry from because he doesn't want the plan to escape. And maybe there are like sensitive things going on. So if he if he's trying to keep secrecy, he might just say it's not worth the risk. Let me close that door. Do you feel like Harry would would go on the offensive and he would learn legitimacy and try to invade purposefully try to invade Voldemort's mind? And do you think Voldemort would be able to stop him if he wanted to? Like, I, yeah, I, I think that is a hairy thing to do, hmm. but Harry loves things he can touch and feel and like throw and break. He wants to like be in the real world. I don't think mental things are his strong suit. So, um, again, no offense. to. <laughs> I Harry. don't think that's true. You think he's a little more mentally strong than I do? Yeah. Because hmm. he was ways, he able is, yeah. to do. Remember the class where. Um, Mad Eye Moody was yep. testing them. He was them. able to resist the Imperials. He was finally able to yeah. resist it. That's a good point. And when he was um, dueling with um, Voldemort, it was all in his mind. Yeah, I think you're right. In those moments, he, I he's think he's really like stepped up naturally good at it, or it's coming from Voldemort because mm. it's not like he's trying to do it. It's just yeah. like coming to him. So that's where the mm. thing. I I don't think he knows how to use it yet. But if he figured that. Well, their connection that we were kind of... Oh, like it wasn't Harry is so good at it. It's more just like because of their connection, he was happening naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I think I know. Or either or, I'm saying either he's just naturally good at it and he needs to like learn how to to do it on command, like be taught how to use it, or it's because Voldemort's connection with him and he's getting some of his power and he can do that. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe he doesn't feel that consistent to me because he's done so well in yeah, those key it's moments. Not, but then the other moments where I'm like, oh, Harry, you're missing it. He's or he also a teenager. He's like learning. Yeah. And, but that's why I think I'm like, it would be <laughs> okay. too risky for him to try anything with Voldemort. I'm like, you're not ready age. yet, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just keep your distance from Voldemort. You're really not ready to take him on. Um, but that's crazy. He's not ready to take him on, but he's been he's successful. He's done it yeah. a bunch yeah. of times successfully. So, um, but in his words to Dumbledore's power? army, he was like, "It's not me. It's luck, and everyone's been helping me, and whatever." Yeah. Um, and he was right in that moment, but at the same time, he's not. But there's there's something yeah. beyond luck. That there's ancient magic that's going on. His but at a certain point, you can't <laughs> deny it. You know what I mean? He's uh, 
four and zero or something. So he's he's doing pretty well against Voldemort, but it still seems a little a little aggressive for him to think he yeah. could he could try and invade his mind. Because Dumbledore kind of makes it clear too to not um, do anything rash at the very very end of mm-hmm. the next chapter, but or at the beginning of the next chapter. But um, Harry kind of seems invincible, not exactly invincible, but. Dumbledore seems frailer and frailer, it seems, every chapter, especially with his hand. What Mm. has happened to his hand? I thought it was something with Voldemort, but based on the discussion in this chapter, it doesn't feel like Voldemort anymore. Actually, Mm. it feels like something that happened between what happened at the Ministry and now. Did you get that impression? I know. Well, because he said it was, he's like, I don't have enough time to tell this tale that it it deserves. I'm like, it would be nice and simple if he was just like, oh, yeah, at the ministry that night. Remember? But I feel like he would have also noticed that he was. If it was. Yes. Yes. Um, He got injured that night. So now like, I'm like, oh, this is something else. Dumbledore's off doing. But maybe he's here. trying different ancient magic <laughs> on his own so he could teach Harry and it like backfired on him. Could be. How would he do this ancient magic? Is this in the dungeons of Hogwarts, or is he off in the tombs of Egypt finding ancient exactly, magic? Exactly, yeah. With know. Nicholas He's in the so, caves yeah. with is, the giants, with the, the wand. <laughs> if, if, like, is, what is he trying to accomplish by doing this? By doing ancient magic? Yeah. Like, why would his hand be severed if he's trying to do this kind of stuff? Because it's dangerous, which is why it's ancient. <laughs> it's in, and it's in the um, restricted area. And he's like, hey, I'm the most powerful wizard, so let me take a gamble at this. I'm wondering if he's trying to do what Voldemort did and bring things like back. Like what killing part of himself back? and bring back his own hand. Ew. Because like, we know Voldemort <laughs> regrew Wormtail's hand. Wow. So what if it's like that kind of thing? Like he's like, Wow, Voldemort can regrow people's limbs and make them more powerful than before. I'm assuming because it's silver and cool. Um, <laughs> then what if, using it what if Dumbledore's <laughs> trying to do that on himself? Yeah, and he's like, oh man, Voldemort might actually know more about this than me. And then he's like, he kills his own hand to try and bring it back. <laughs> because Voldemort was a worm human. Watch your ray and so, I'm like dying well, I'm just saying, like in that realm of like the, the ancient magic or whatever else, like Dumbledore might be testing some of these things and saying like, if I kill my hand, can I bring it back? Can I do whatever? Um, and he was able to bring it back to be functional, but not quite as good. But it's also weird because Horace saw it and said, you're not as fast as you once were. Yeah. So that kind of blows away the theories of ancient magic, Dumbledore on a secret mission. Why? It's, well, because it's more about Horace saw that and timing. knew, ah, you weren't quick enough. So it was like, it almost is like Horace already knows what Dumbledore did. Like, like oh, you creature. were facing the... Uh, yeah, the snarf blat. <laughs> I have to reference the Little Mermaid every once in a while because um, I love that movie. Um, so he's facing <laughs> some ancient critter. That's it. the point. Um, off in the mountains or in the you know depths of a deep cave in Thailand. And then he fights something. And then Horace is like, oh, yeah, I remember when I tried to milk that critter in the depths of the, <laughs> <laughs> the cave over there. You know, if you're not quick enough, it'll zap you. And yeah, but maybe. Oh, so maybe it's a creature that attacked him when he was trying to get an ingredient for the potion that he's going to teach the ancient magic to yeah, Harry. Like just along Got those it. lines of like, I don't know what the thing is, but something along those lines. Yeah, like Dumbledore had a mission. 
And something about this mission was enough known to Horace that he was like, oh, yeah, you messed up. You weren't quick enough. Because or it's a common thing, maybe. I don't know. Is Whatever there a this dragon is, injury? It's destroying nah. even like gold rings that Dumbledore is wearing. Because there's this note here. Ooh, he nice. says he shrugged and he spread his hands wide as though to say his that age had uh, had its compensations. And Harry noticed a ring in his uninjured hand that he had never seen Dumbledore wear before. It was rather large and rather clumsily made of what looked like gold and was set with a heavy black stone that had a crack down the middle. Slughorn's eyes lingered for a, moment, for a moment on the ring, too, and Harry saw a tiny frown momentarily crease his wide forehead. So you're like, the whatever is happening with his hand, maybe the ring was on his hand and he's transferring it to the other hand or something like that because it was like uh, whatever happened with his hand was enough to destroy other parts on his body like it's not just his hand so you're curious what the heck is going on here you know yep what's the ring what's the black stone yeah i thought of the black stone as protecting his one hand but not the other yeah so the, the ring almost took the the heat it was like that's what was the uh what absorbed some of whatever backlash but harry was. never noticed it before yeah oh yeah this ring was not on before i, I well we're, we're trusting Harry know, in yeah. this, yeah. Um, they could have made a tiny invisibility cloak for the ring that Dumbledore was wearing <laughs> this whole time. Um, oh, that would be so cute. A little cute, really a little cute. invisibility cloak. <laughs> um, but we're assuming it's kind of new, so I'm assuming Dumbledore put it on for protection with whatever he was doing. Maybe he was um, testing the ring? That's also possible. What is this stone? Yeah. Um, what are black stones? Is onyx black? And um, something I think tight, is black, yeah. Something with uh, that volcanic stuff. I can't think of it. Mm, and obsidian. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones. They had something like that dragon stone or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's not definitely not that. Probably, maybe you never could know. be. Could definitely um, not. And then it gets taken back so much. <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> um, yeah, is, I don't know. yeah, we'll talk about that line too in a second too. But there's another one. So, sir, I got a Ministry of Magic leaflet by Owl about security measures we should all take against Death Eaters. Yes, I received one myself, said Dumbledore, still smiling. Did you find it useful? Not really. No, I thought not. You have not asked me, for instance, what is my favorite flavor of jam? <laughs> to check that I am indeed Professor Dumbledore and not an imposter. I didn't, Harry began, not, surely, not, not entirely sure. He was being whether he was being reprimanded or not. For future reference, Harry, it is raspberry. Although, of course, if I were a Death Eater, I would have been sure to research my own jam preferences before impersonating myself. <laughs> so, what's your favorite flavor of jam? I like jam. <laughs> seedless black raspberry what did for you sure. Say? Ooh, I don't seedless like jam. black raspberry. <laughs> oh yeah, big black raspberry is so good, yo. But seedless black raspberry. Of course, I don't like those chunky. Oh, that's because he's particular about his fruits. <laughs> I don't like slimy fruit, but if it's in jam form, you know what I mean. I'm down. I don't know why that's such a weird phrase every time you say it. Because <laughs> you have to like think through like. Isn't fruit always like yeah. Or is it not? Hmm. Well, I'm like, you know what? I like a good apple crunch. But you yeah, throw that yeah, yeah. thing in the oven and you make it slimy and then you slap it on some bread. And I'm like, don't you give me that apple pie. I don't want none of it. <laughs> oh, it's like the best. It's the best kind so you of like fruit. uncooked apple pie? <laughs> yeah, I, I call them apples. <laughs> no, so you I mean, just like apples. Literally, apples, throw peanut butter, I'm totally down. But then apple pie, I'm like, ugh, yum. crumble, whatever. But you know With what? I like apple mode, sauce. Yum. Different. That's slimy. 
But it's no, it's not as slimy. <laughs> apple sauce isn't slimy. Um, apple pie is. Yeah, I can get know? that. Now um, everyone's gonna know. Anytime someone comes in and impersonates Danny, they're gonna know. They're gonna, they're gonna this, know. They're gonna give us this whole jam. rant, and we're gonna think it's Danny. Wow, what questions would we ask each other to know for sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's pretty intense. Wait, well, well, they have to be so funny. secret. We can't say it. Obviously, I know on the pod for, sure, for everybody, yeah. but. Yeah. That is a curious question. Anytime you guys come into my my apartment <laughs> yeah, door now, I'm gonna have to ask you that question. <laughs> but I feel like with with the people that are closest to me, I could be wrong, but I imagine I would pick up pretty quickly if it wasn't them. Yeah. Like, have you ever gotten a text? I'm thinking of back in high school. This happened a few times. Somebody would steal someone else's phone and send a text pretending to be them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could pick up on it immediately. Be like, who has your phone? You know, like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Because even via text message, it is hard to impersonate a person. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, it, it's just there are a lot of really unique subtleties yeah. and nuances <laughs> to a person. Although but if you studied someone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. To prepare, if you had them in a box while you were polyjuicing. Yeah. One of those moments mm-hmm. went really good for me when someone stole my phone and texted and it was Freddie. We were all playing ping pong in his uh, basement Ooh, one night. Nice. It was like a big group of us. <laughs> I think you were there. And uh, um, I was I was in the middle of playing someone. And Freddie uh, was like, hey, your mom texted you. And I was like, oh, just text her back. And my family, like, we would just express I love you in person. We weren't really, really texting. Everything was like to business. But he texted this long thing. I was like, just say this, this, and this. And, and then I finished. And then he's like, I'm going to say I love you too. And he texted I love you. And now it's like. I text my mom, I love you after every text message. Now. I'm like, so that's funny. Funny. That is, oh, I'm going to do that now. Goodness. I was like, that's a great idea. Like that. sparked my mind. Like, why not? Yeah. Just a quick reminder. How could that ever be bad? That's so great. I know. So it changed, changed me. It was mm. great. But what's your guys' favorite jam flavor? <laughs> I don't like jam. You know, Austin, why don't you like jam? You don't like slimy fruit or what? Yeah. I don't know. I've never, because like you put it on toast and I'd rather just have butter. You just go uh, butter on toast. But you can yeah. do butter and jam though, and nice. it's delicious. Wait, no, nothing else. Jam just goes butter? on crackers with cheese, oh, like yeah, brie. Seriously, a good oh. jam with See, brie. Like, I was never jam. a big peanut butter and jelly yum. fan because like I don't like jelly. Oh my gosh! Uh, jam. I, I used to not like jelly either. What did really? you get for lunch? And did now you throw it in the garbage it. like John? <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole other story. <laughs> that was. Uh. <laughs> It is funny how many of our uh, our secret stories have have slipped out during people the pod. First I'm like, shoot, well people actually yeah, know podcast. a lot about me if they listen to episodes. <laughs> and some of our people Especially are really uh, <laughs> observant. I know. Yeah. People like knew you guys were engaged before yeah, we ever they're like, remember it. that conversation? I know. Oh man, people are they're good. They're good. <laughs> so some of our fans could definitely impersonate us, and that would be awesome. Hmm. I got there's a. Um, a jam that Trader Joe's just had, blueberry jam. Hmm. And it's, I just got it last week, and it's the best jam that I've ever had. Really? Or not like, so like name brand jam. jam. Right, right, right. That you know you yeah, can yeah. get consistently. Like yeah. one of my friends in college would make blueberry jam, and it was the best I've ever had. But Whoa. this is like just a one I can get in a store that it's just, it's so good. It is so good. I'll have to try it again because I haven't yeah, tried. Come on, hmm. come on, Jen. You're mentioning come a bunch of jams over here, but you yeah, haven't said what yeah, because your I love them all. But I like <laughs> I like fig jam. I Ooh, like blackberry with the seeds. See, I, I like love strawberry. I love. I like a little crunch. I'm trying to think. I had a fig one that was so good lately. That's why I'm thinking of it. Hmm. And I like like when it's stuck in your teeth, the seeds, and you can kind of like pick it. Yeah, because it's like, like real fruit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Peach is good yeah. too. Oh, yeah, peach that sounds so much. Fun. Orange marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> so like the answer to that question would be okay. 
<laughs> Orange marmalade, fig jam, apple jam, peach. Jen, you like all the jams. I love them. If someone comes in and, and then you put it on jam, brie, <laughs> yeah, 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 brie, a warm brie on uh. a cracker with any of those jams. <laughs> Yum. Yum. It is Yum. incredible. See, now I'm really hungry. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Like, I, I don't that. like jam. <laughs> healthy balance it is interesting to ask what questions we would ask each other to truly know that we were the other person well what genre of books does john like depressing Uh, (laughs) what kind of take one look at john you know that one (laughs) (laughs) rom-coms danny doesn't read and neither do i so i don't know what you'd ask us No, all right. Everyone, we gotta think of that. We'll think of that for the next podcast because maybe this will come up. Oh my gosh, you just topped that off. What? It wasn't that. Yeah, there was barely any left. We're sharing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) How about how about this one? We now know what inferior are. Well, on that leaflet, it says something about inferior. What exactly are they? The leaflet wasn't very clear. They are corpses," said Dumbledore calmly. "Dead bodies that have been bewitched to do a dark wizard's bidding." Inferi have not been seen for a long time. However, not since Voldemort was last powerful. He killed enough people to make an army of them, of course. This is the place, Harry, just here. What are your thoughts on, on these little creatures? It didn't little occur creatures. to me till you just said it right now. Are these the They're- dudes that are in the game the whole time? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that, that is so weird. I fought like hundreds of these I things. <laughs> I literally did not connect that till right now because it was such a different brain space. Mm-hmm. Are they basically wow. zombies? Yeah, well, in the game, they're zombie-esque, but a little bit more like, I think of them as skeletons almost. Like they reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean in the game. Where oh, okay. like They're kind of like, like that. skeletons, a little flesh hanging off. Um, yeah. But maybe they're more zombie-esque. I don't know. Wow, that is so weird. Okay. It's all coming together. Nope. The game's different. It's, I'm ignoring it all. Um, <laughs> that's creepy. But it could be people that he killed that are not on the dark side. This is just anyone. Anyone he's killed. It could be like, yeah, it could be the people he's recently killed. Like Tom, the the housekeeper could be in this. What was his name? Oh, gosh. Like he could be using him as a reanimated body wait who frank yeah frank bryce not tom yeah sorry tom his father Oof. well that'd be yeah. so weird Ew. because he could literally use people you love to fight you this is oh. like another lord of the rings reference we make every time when they release the prisoners and it's the heads they catapult the heads over the walls Oof. guys great movies Don't mess with them <laughs> i know Oof. i don't know remember that <laughs> see them <laughs> like oh i remember this part you never I saw to rewatch it hmm they're, they're weird creatures for sure. I'm wondering, because um, creatures is more what I was thinking um, Fudge's army is made up of, but he wouldn't do inferior. I thought That's they too were much. house elves. Could be. Nah, no. It's not an army. If he's got a private army, it has to be like large. And we already know. Oh, never mind. I was going to say Hogwarts has the biggest collection of house elves in Great Britain. But Fudge might have a house elsewhere outside of Great Britain <laughs> with more house elves. <laughs> a house elf army. Fudge is shady for sure. Yeah, he's shady. We're going to find out more, but I hope it's not House Elves or Inferi, and I hope he's good and doesn't fight against us. Um, so here's two other lines, too, we'll talk about for Horace Slughorn. This is kind of the initial impression. Harry's jaw dropped. Where a split second before there had been an armchair, there now crouched an enormously fat, bald old man 
who was massaging his lower belly and squinting up at Dumbledore with an aggrieved and watery eye. There was no need to uh, stick in the wand that hard, he said gruffly, clambering to his feet. It hurt. And later, he set the bottle back on the sideboard and sighed. It was then that his gaze fell upon Harry. Oh, he said, his large round eyes flying to Harry's forehead and the lightning-shaped scar it bore. Oh, this, said Dumbledore, moving forward to make the introduction is Harry Potter. Harry Potter, this is an old friend and colleague of mine, Horace Slughorn. I asked you this before, but what again, what is your initial impression of uh, Slughorn here? Clever. Yeah. I did think that. Uh, I was like, hmm. He threw off Dumbledore. Dumbledore played it cool. Oh, I knew right away. There was no uh, dark mark <laughs> above the house. <laughs> but Dumbledore did say um, something horrible has happened here. Was he being sarcastic, though? I don't know. Because I questioned him bringing Harry into it, if it really was that bad. Yeah. If it was actually dangerous, he's like, yep, let's keep walking through there. I don't know, but Dumbledore is confident all the same. But, like, he says, not pretty, is it? Question mark. Like, he's asking Harry. So it's also possible he's so confident and immediately knew what this was and wanted to, like, help Harry learn that just because something looks scary doesn't mean it is. Um, it's possible. But it made me think it actually might have thrown Dumbledore off for a little bit. But it could be either way. Maybe maybe Dumbledore knew right away. He was like, no dark mark, whatever. Harry, what do you think? Looks pretty scary, huh? Um, and it was just a learning experience for Harry. Maybe it's more up to how I view Dumbledore than the actual situation because we don't have that much information. He did poke him pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. I read certain lines now and I just laugh because of you, you two guys. <laughs> I was laughing at that line. Like, yeah, you were just giggling at that <laughs> line. <laughs> you heard me. There was no need to stick stick the wand. I in was that waiting for someone roughly. else to, so <laughs> I didn't have to <laughs> giggle. <laughs> First. <laughs> because uh, Slughorn has good and bad moments. And this this whole chapter, I feel like you're flirting between the two. Initially, you're like he seems to single out Harry and he's like collecting him. That's weird. But then he has this line where he's like, he's talking about how he would never come back because he's heard about Dolores Umbridge and what the, how they treat her. And he's like, is this how you treat your, your teachers all the time? I would never come back. But then the line, professor Umbridge ran afoul of our centaur herd said Dumbledore. I think you Horace would have known better to stride in the forest and call a horde of angry centaurs, filthy half breeds. That's what she did, did she, said Slughorn? Idiotic women. Never liked her. <laughs> Harry chuckled, and both Dumbledore and Slughorn looked around at him. Sorry, <laughs> Harry said hastily. It's just, I didn't like her either. It's like a great little moment there. <laughs> I feel like in such a short amount of time, you get to know who, Slug, uh, who Slughorn is pretty mm -hmm. well. Not like very, very well, like you haven't spent a lot of time with him, but in just the short mm. description of like how he communicates and talks to people, but it changes your perception of certain things. And I have a lot of questions about him in a second. But like even the idea that he's a, he's a Slytherin and he was the head of Slytherin house. But he's he's not detestable. Hmm. He still yep. like seems to fight for things and like things that normal Slytherins that we've met so far don't like. And we wouldn't like him at all. Hmm. And he liked people that we like. Yeah. Like Harry's parents. 
It's a good start. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and this is, I'm, I'm going to use this line as like a throwaway line because this is like a funny line. When I was reading this, you know, it was funny because we were talking about butts the other day. Dumbledore across the room. <laughs> the other day. <laughs> Dumbledore across the room. Once the door had closed behind him, there was silence. After a few moments, Slughorn got to his feet but seemed uncertain what to do with himself. He shot a furtive look at Harry and strode to the fire and turned his back on it, warming his wide behind. I mean, how loud is would uh, dumb would not Dumbledore's? How loud would his apparate crack be? <laughs> his <laughs> apparate crack. Kaplunk. <laughs> Kaplunk. <laughs> his apparate crack. <laughs> but even to me, even this description shows like. It's almost endearing. He's got a huge he crack. stands up and he's alone with a student and he doesn't really know what to do. He's awkward. And then he goes by the fire and warms his butt by the fire. Like even that description. I'm not getting this description of like, hmm. like Malfoy or any of the Malfoys that yeah, go yeah, with, yeah, before right. a fire and they're like unsure what to do with themselves. So they like warm their, their butt by a fire. <laughs> but this it's like endearing. This guy's like literally sitting there having a conversation with Harry hmm. like, Sticking his butt into the fire so it's warmer. I love how and you're like proud. imitating yeah. it. <laughs> I have to. You're warming his butt in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's a little self-deprecating too, talking about all the things going wrong with him. Weak chest, wheezy, rheumatism, can't move like I used yeah. to. Like, and then he's just standing there by the fire with his butt out. Like it's just kind of like that's what makes him feel that vulnerability is yes it's relatable it feels like okay cool like he's not trying to be well we he gets into it a little bit with that who he knew and yeah this quidditch person now and this and that but in this moment though he feels very just like real like hey that's what it is you know yeah and again you you flirt back and forth because here was a line that we were talking about before but you look very much like your father yeah i've been told said harry Except for your eyes. You've got my mother's eyes, yeah. Harry had heard it so often he found it a bit wearing. (laughs) Yes, well, you shouldn't have a favorite as a teacher, of course, but she was one of mine, your mother, Slughorn added, and answered Harry's questioning look. Lily Evans, one of the best and brightest I ever taught. Vivacious, you know, charming girl. I used to tell her she she ought to have been in my house. Very cheeky answers I used to get back, too. Which was your house? I was head of Slytherin, said Slughorn. Oh, now, he went on quickly, seeing the expression on Harry's face and wagging a stubby finger at him. Don't go holding that against me. So even after these facts, what do you think of Slughorn? I think I was still down. Mm. Yeah, just because he, it felt like Lily, even during James's bully days, Lily was a good person and it feels like they had that funny rapport. Mm. Um, I'm thinking of even in high school, like some of the teachers that we had, you have that certain rapport with teachers and you don't get that rapport with like bad teachers. You only get that rapport with the teachers that actually want to be friendly and want to like get to know the kids and you get those little inside jokes. And so he's going back and forth like, oh man, I wish you could be on my team basically to Lily and Lily always has some funny comeback for him. So of course we're only getting one side of the story. Maybe she didn't like it, but from this perspective, it it feels like he was actually invested in his students. He cared. He was 
joking with students and talking to them. He knows the students. Um, and some of the other teachers, well, I'll just say Snape, I don't think would ever be like this. Yeah. Um, maybe he's more like this with uh, his Slytherin people. But um, yeah, I was like, you know what? This guy seems cool. He was sad that he didn't get serious. He was like, oh, man, he was a yeah, Gryffindor. That would have been great. And again, we like serious. So we're like, yeah, he's rooting for the people that we like. Yeah, for sure. This is one of the biggest questions that I have, too, for this guy, because this is another line where he goes, I tell you all of this, Dumbledore continued, not to turn again, not to turn you against Horace or as we must now call him Professor Slughorn, but to put you on your guard, he will undoubtedly try to collect you, Harry. You would be the jewel of his collection, the boy who lived, or as they call you these days, the chosen one. If Slughorn is like this, where he's trying to collect students, why does Dumbledore want him back? Why does Dumbledore want him teaching? Why is he going after this guy? Is it because maybe he just has no one else? No one else can fill the role? Why would he want to get Horace Slughorn back into Hogwarts? Maybe it's better having him at Hogwarts so he can't turn Mm. evil. You think he could turn evil? No, not really, but I wonder if he could do them like that. What the Imperius? Not the Imperius. What's the one where you take over there? Yeah, that's yep. the Imperius. Oh, I was right. torture. Nailed it. Oh. <laughs> mm, or he has a skill that Dumbledore needs. Mm-hmm. Or access to something. I'm thinking about um, Snape. If... He was around during Lily, James, and Sirius. It means he was around during Snape. And we can assume Snape was a Slytherin. If he's head of Slytherin now. I'm wondering when he gets to Hogwarts, is mm. he going to be boys with Snape? Like Snape was his main dude? Um, or were they enemies? So like... Or you think he could spy on Snape for Dumbledore? Well, I'm almost mm. thinking if Dumbledore perceives that Snape could be going, you know to the dark side here, um, would Dumbledore want some people who are more familiar with Snape around? Yeah, like a counter spy almost? Yeah, like, hey, Horace, you know Snape. You can read him well. You saw him as a student. You know his past and his history. Can you come here? You're going to be in the teacher's lounge hanging out. Snape loves to explore the hallways at 3 a.m. every night, it seems. (laughs) Can you just, like, keep an eye on this boy and see, like, what he's up to? I need a second pair of eyes, someone who knows Snape as long as I have, who can kind of give me some extra insight. Um, So I'm just trying to think if there's something along those lines. Either for good or bad, did Horace and Snape get along? Was Snape one of the chosen students? Even if Horace wanted to get Lily, James, or Sirius, it sounds like he didn't get any of them. Did he get Snape at all? Did he want Snape? Or was he like still choosing other people over Snape and Snape's bitter to this day? I don't know. Maybe maybe they're boys and maybe they'll like start hanging out again and we'll be like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> um, but he didn't mention it yet. Hmm. So even if he was boys, he's not proud of Snape enough to like brag to Harry about it. But maybe he pivoted when he knew that Harry like had that look about Slytherins. And he's like, ah, I better flex about like Quidditch (laughs) stuff instead of (laughs) Slytherin stuff. Yeah. Um, Do you think, what was your interpretation on this too? Do you think that um, Slughorn's 
secrecy sensors went off and he didn't know who it was. So he just hid immediately. Or did you read it like he was hiding from Dumbledore? Oh, interesting. I read it as he didn't know who it was. Yeah. The sensor, much like the sneakoscope or the remember all or anything else, it's a vague idea of something yeah. not very specific. And even if he was hiding from Dumbledore, it might have been just like, he seems like one of the most neutral characters right now. Mm-hmm. And it might just be he's, that's his neutrality. He just doesn't want to get involved in a conflict. So he's like mm-hmm. hiding from Dumbledore as in like, don't, I don't even want anything to do with this. Keep me out of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also because we don't know if he's good or bad, he literally could have done bad things already and thought Dumbledore was coming to kill him and he's yeah. just playing a role like, oh, whoops, little old me. I thought you were a Death Eater. Um, and Jen, this is going to be hard yeah. to answer, but you mentioned that Slughorn could have something that Dumbledore wants or like he could know some kind of magic. Would it, could you take any guesses on what something like that would be? Like what would what would he have that Dumbledore would want? The ancient magic or whatever <laughs> makes you a half-blood prince. <laughs> <laughs> How do you become a half-blood prince? It's potions where he burned his hand. Mm. Is Dumbledore trying and failing to become a half-blood prince? <laughs> May needs to get the potion just right so Harry can drink it, but he <laughs> hurt himself. Do you guys too think that Slughorn would be a good teacher? Uh, maybe. I mean, he was was at he was before, right? That's true. He has experience being in school teaching. It's more than a lot of recent teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But does he want to teach? <laughs> <laughs> seems like he wants to hide. Mm. Yeah, it seems like he does. But I think Harry kind of a little bit convinced him. I'm forgetting exactly what Harry said, but now he gets to go collect Harry. And be near Dumbledore and at Hogwarts, which might be a really safe spot to be right because now. Because he well, said because he didn't mm-hmm. choose being a Death Eater that it's basically like yeah. Dead. So he, he might have so Harry might have well just convinced him Dumbledore. like wow, Hogwarts is the best place for me. I don't have to run around and whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, could be good. Yeah. We still don't know if we trust him. I kind of do. You I'm like, curious, wait. You put him over everyone. <laughs> no, because I would feel like relatively safe an hour ago. Because he's such he's a good wizard. <laughs> um, how do you know he, it. But how do you even know he's a good wizard? Because he, he turned high? Because he turned into a Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, even as far as human transfiguration impressive. goes. That's yeah. McGonagall turns into a cat. Yeah, because she's the transfiguration teacher. She's exceptional. So and she's what? a registered animagus. She went through the whole process. She's a registered animagus, too. That's why she's a cat. But like human transfiguration turning into a a couch cushion is actually unbelievably impressive. We've never like, seen that before. Crumb turned into a half shark. Anyone can become a critter. That's <laughs> easy. Being ganged up on right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure an animal is better than an object. Yeah, for sure. But what yeah, animal is going to turn more into? Functional. What's going to make it uh, obvious? And that means you're not that Someone good as that. a wizard. <laughs> we could go. His animagus form is a couch. It's not an animal. <laughs> when, he's, when he's doing his animagus transformation a couch flies into his mind and he's like that's the one I want to be a couch <laughs> well these days you can be so <laughs> yeah, you can be. Uh-huh. here's a uh, here's another line um, hold on uh, yeah this is this is another one that uh, it's interesting I hope you will forgive me for mentioning it Harry but I am pleased and a little uh, proud at 
how well you seem to be coping after everything happened at the ministry. Permit me to say that I think Sirius would have been proud of you. Harry swallowed. His voice seemed to have deserted him. He did not think he could stand to discuss Sirius. It had been painful enough to hear Uncle Vernon say, His godfather is dead? Even worse to hear Sirius's name thrown out casually by Slughorn. It was cruel, said Dumbledore, that you and Sirius had such a short time together. A brutal ending to what should have been a long and happy relationship. Harry nodded, his eyes fixed resolutely on the spider now climbing Dumbledore's hat. He could tell that Dumbledore understood that he might even suspect that until his letter arrived, Harry had spent nearly all his time at the Dursleys, lying on his bed, refusing meals and staring at the misted windows, full of the chill emptiness that he had come to associate with the Dementors. It's just hard, Harry finally said in a low voice, to realize he won't write me again. How do you think Harry's going to cope with this going forward? It feels like this was a turning point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He felt really strong. Did you think of him as strong in this moment? Or did it sound more like (laughs) he's still coping like in the fifth book? No, I thought he was already doing great progress, having Mm -hmm. great progress with it. Because he then later on or before I was saying that he realized that he has to like move on and he can't. Yep. Just stay in this wallowing state because there's bigger things he has to take on. And he's going to take the Death Eaters and whoever else with him. <laughs> he has <laughs> yeah. to go. That was a cute little line. That was a good line. This yeah. was the Harry I was hoping for. I was nervous we were going to get book five Harry. We're getting book six Harry. I predicted Harry. this <laughs> one. Just I, I, I But it takes a book five Harry to get a book six it's, Harry. You know? It sure does. Yeah. But I, I felt like I was proud of Harry with his response here. That, yeah. that felt good. Yes. Well, it's interesting because I know we're not in that chapter yet, but I feel like Tonks is going through what Harry went in the last book yeah. because he was more responsible. He felt more responsible for that mm. in a way, even though yep. it wasn't even She's well, neither of theirs. Mm-hmm. She's a really interesting one. Yeah, it wasn't either of their faults, but they still carry the survivor's guilt. They were saying that later in that chapter, and that's a yeah. tough thing. But yeah, you're right. Having that last book trials hmm. helped him Harry I think didn't... he also oh sorry I was going to change the subject keep going I forgot <laughs> <laughs> Bring it oh, back. I think he... he realizes how important it is now too I think because he's seen yep. it and he sees mm. how powerful that he's become and that Dumbledore had to take him on and they, he didn't even like quickly beat him mm-hmm. that I feel like yep. this is like okay I need to focus like yes it's really sad but I can't dwell on this because I need to prepare yep and he's still in action it feels like he still knows there's urgency so he he's not like taking time to step away and like grieve he's like no this is still a thing and if we don't act more people could die so it feels like he's still in like fighting mode a little bit which is great it's almost nice that you skipped over that that few months of depression that he had in the summer because you get great moments in this one like you know that that he went through that in the summer yeah then you get the great moments where um we'll talk about this even at the end of this chapter where dumbledore tells him to tell what the prophecy was to ron and hermione Um, and then he tells him that and harry isn't even listening to the response because he's just so happy that they're on his side and that they're like yep 
they're coming up with all sorts of things or like with him. Oh, so good. such a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he's growing and he's maturing. He's Even, finally listening. Exactly. Yeah. Even Dumbledore saying Forever. to tell other people like that's an interesting yeah. thing that he did. Do you do you first of all, do you think that that was a wise move on Dumbledore's part? As far as the information is concerned, it was it was a wise part as far as like friendship and trust and moving forward in a, in a friendship, like communicating to people. Do you think it was wise as far as information is concerned? No, I think it was worth the trade off, though. Mm. At least Dumbledore thinks so. Mm-hmm. And I tend to agree with him. I wish Harry would have done a few more little friendship raspberry jam checks with it before sharing stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's good. Could you imagine if at the end of the sixth book, Hermione takes a mask off, mask off, and she's been polyjuiced the whole entire book? Yep. <laughs> Wait for a second when she like disappeared for a second. I, I thought that when she got punched by one. Yeah, that's thing. right. Oh my that's right. I was, was like, moment. wait, what? <laughs> he just said something what? and she disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. He spilled the beans. Yeah. Um, we're going to say something else, though. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, no. no, no That's not a good yes. <laughs> Harry didn't have any spiders on him, but Dumbledore had a spider in his hat and then said that he would shake multiple spiders onto <laughs> Harry if he donned his hat to him. <laughs> Thus, Dumbledore went to visit the spiders in the Forbidden Forest. And I think he was trying to make sure they were not on Voldemort's side so that he could give them a little bit of a mission. I literally, I'm going to laugh now because I was like, did I miss something? Why are there spiders all over? That I paid attention to because I'm like, get the spiders out. Yes, yes. I knew you would notice that. And I'm like. If Harry just noticed it once, okay, fine. That could just be Rita Skeeter in spider form. Um, but but then for, for Dumbledore to mention it like a page later and also be like, oh, I'll shake the spiders off. I was like, ah, okay. Just subtle little reference. I think it's going to come back around. And so it always does. I invested a little more time of mental energy into thinking about it. Um, I'm thinking Dumbledore uh, has talked to the spiders, but I just can't tell. Are the spiders already like more closely aligned to evil? Because they are spiders after all. And the whole thing with Hagrid and Tom Riddle back in the day. But because of that, mm. wouldn't they naturally hate Voldemort even more? Mm. But I was forgetting exactly what happened with Hagrid. So I was like, you know what? I think Dumbledore <laughs> gave them a mission. But I don't know what it is. This is they might just fiction be, at its finest. Right yeah, <laughs> they might just be protecting Hogwarts. They might just be another layer of defense around Hogwarts. And Dumbledore's like, yo, you guys are in the forest. Lock this forest down. You know what? I'm going to keep some of your boys with me. And if, if things happen, I'll send some messages wow. back. Oh, I thought, you, messaged, gonna... I thought you, you were talking about hostages for a oh. second there. <laughs> no, I don't think Dumbledore would do that. Yeah. But either like keeping them just as part of like the little spider network, the spider web. Uh, <laughs> um, but I can't exactly figure out why. Or maybe it was just an accident. Or like maybe he's leaving these spiders in a lot of different places. Oh, no, well, I don't know. That was, that was too far. You, the point them. is, I think he visited the spiders, and I'm curious to see why. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, Dumbledore would never keep a, a hostage. Not as hostages. Know, or if he did, he would do it with a twinkle in his yeah. eye. That's like, why that he had a smirk when I asked what yeah. were you going to talk about. <laughs> um, what are their private lessons going to be on? Because <laughs> Harry asks, <laughs> what will you be teaching me, sir? Great question. Oh. A little, a little of this, a little of that, 
said Dumbledore <laughs> early. So dodgy. He, just, <laughs> he loves these little twinkling eye answers. <laughs> what are their lessons going to be about? Yeah, Ancient magic. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's what it feels like. But like <laughs> our, and our sponsor is Ancient Magic tonight. <laughs> Anxious magic? Ancient magic? All of the above. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense, but like, what? I don't know what ancient magic is. Everyone <laughs> yeah, keeps asking me what. Well, I just like, <laughs> um, I don't know what Dumbledore is going to teach Harry, but I feel like just, you know, you know what? Harry only needed a little expelliarmus to get uh, to fight Voldemort in the in the graveyard. So I don't think Dumbledore needs to teach him major spells. I think Dumbledore needs to teach him like other stuff, but I don't know what. I feel like a lot of defending stuff or being able to, to like get past like big groups or mm. or to any of those curses to like really work on your mental um blocks or what's yeah. defense. Or and to be able to do multiple things. Dumbledore can do multiple things yeah, at right. once. Harry can do one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's teaching him to like expand the mind so you could do like multiple things at once to take on a bigger crew of people. Yeah. Because I, I don't think there's one magic little spell that's going to solve all their problems. Mm. But there's not enough time to teach Harry everything Dumbledore knows. But you know what? I hope he starts with a real history of... <laughs> Harry's parents and real details about the past and what happened the night his parents died. This is why we like book six because Dumbledore is teaching Harry. Yep. <laughs> and and that's I feel like we're going to get some answers. Even with his black hand it's like it's a long story. Great. Tell it to me. That's the first Because I'm not taking any other classes. <laughs> and, and do I get that ring? You know like I want one of those black stone rings. <laughs> you know like that's the thing. It's like what's the deal here? This is Jamie's He's got a getting list greedy. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want a black stone ring? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> that would but, actually be kind of cool as a guy's wedding ring, like a black stone. That'd ring. be pretty sick, right? It could be in the middle, a whole little thing. It'd be great. Um, hey, maybe just got an idea. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of information that Harry needs to know, and it feels like Dumbledore never has time. But now they'll have time, and that's a good thing. Yeah, but he has to take other classes too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing trumps this. Yeah. Like what other <laughs> classes so he can go get a job? He might be dead. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he was so sad. It's like about step one, Harry, just like survive because the Dark Lord is trying to kill you. So let's learn the stuff that'll help you survive. The only thing is, if one of them dies, that, that means the other one just like exceeds all everything. Like if one dies, the other one just like I'm the most powerful in the world. I mean, I guess. That's already no one else can kill you. Yeah. Well, other well, people could probably kill Harry, though. So, like, well. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not good if, if evil wins, that's for sure. <laughs> so that's what private lessons are about. Dumbledore's got to train him so that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Did I predict this? What, that Dumbledore's going to Mr. Miyagi? Three. <laughs> no, kidding. Yeah, he probably did. I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> but whatever is happening is serious, too, because Dumbledore does want him to carry around the invisibility cloak all the time. So it is pretty serious. But we're on chapter five. Let's move to chapter five and oh, excess yeah. of phlegm. Give me a quick summary of this chapter. 
Danny Go for or Kristen. <laughs> Jen, how about you? It's about Flor de la Corum. All right, we're at the borough. <clears throat> we find out that Fred and George are running a joke shop, and Bill is engaged to Fleur, Flem, <laughs> and none of the women are happy about it. The kids get their owl results, and all did well. All right, who's who's right, the men or the women about Flor? <laughs> I guess it depends who you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you guys. <laughs> I don't feel like I know enough about her to really know if she's like this ditzy. I love that answer. Like, yeah, I actually didn't agree with the women. Well, I think because being in like a, such a big family with in-laws and stuff, um, yeah. I was like, oh, they're very, very clicky. And I get that mm. as a big family. It's yep. hard yeah. to let the yep. first in-law into sure. the family. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll admit that. Like, you know, it's just it's difficult because like this is our family, but you got to expand, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I didn't really like it because they were I felt like they were solely basing it off of her looks. Interesting. And yeah, I yeah. didn't like that. Hmm. That's the feel that I got. I don't know if anyone else got yeah. that. Yeah. Differently. I no, you're feel. right. But I think also I wonder if it plays into like, well, she's part. What is Vila. She? Vila. So mm. like I wonder if the women are just like, oh, yeah, all Ooh. the guys just like fall for her and they want her. But like, are you even really paying attention to her personality or who she is? Right. Or they, you're masked by it or something. That's what they said. They said Tonks is twice the personality that she has or whatever. They, they said something like that. But I don't think they're getting past that either, maybe. Mm. I and maybe Tonks does. But yeah. maybe she's, I don't know. We, we haven't seen yep. her and Bill together. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's right. Like I'm trusting Bill on this one. And we don't yeah. even know Bill. I know. True. <laughs> Danny in like the first podcast said, Bill and Charlie are going to play major parts in this book. <laughs> <laughs> it did take like three or four yeah. books to have that happen. Yeah. And I don't even know if you could call this major, yeah. but uh, I'm glad they're here. I'm glad we met them I was finally. rooting for Floor back in. I know. Book, yeah. What was that? Three? Four? Book four. No I don't think she's like great. Four. But she does seem nice-ish. But how can you get any information yeah. from this? She's not fighting back. Well, she's the champion of, a, of an entire school. So she's yeah. definitely a, an, a, an incredible witch. Also, she's probably just really good at stuff because there, she was always wanting to help and stuff. And Mrs. Weasley's yeah. like, no, it's fine. I could have gotten that or whatever. Yeah. Like she's one step ahead of them. So maybe yeah. they're annoyed by that. Seriously. Mm. Mm-hmm. And even the cultural thing of just being from a different country, it felt like they weren't being quite welcoming, um, but they're also being very honest with Harry about how they're feeling. So it's cool. But yeah, yeah, I didn't quite I was trying to figure it. out who it was. It was funny, though. Listening. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I wonder because I don't think I heard the. Oh, no, I did hear the thing. The uh, title of the chapter. <laughs> who was. But I didn't know what that was, actually, <laughs> because I didn't see the picture. Right. Right. What do you think of Tonks in this chapter, though? Because this is kind of the beginning of the chapter. She's a mess. Yeah. Weird that she's blaming herself. Yeah. Just like Harry did. Everyone can't blame themselves. Well, I guess it could be collective effort, but. Well, if anything, it really is Harry's fault. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I understand why Tonks would feel like it's her fault, too. Like, she had a chance to, like, take her down, and she might be rethinking every single move. Like, what if I just did, you know, Mm. whatever. And Harry... Now it was equally his fault too, because none of the things would have happened if it wasn't for Harry. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel bad. Like I wish she was able to kind of move on a little bit. But I think she just needs time. But it, yeah. it's affecting her powers. Mm-hmm. That's not That's good. Rough. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were cousins. 
I forgot. Yeah, mm. that's a tough one. Yeah, Nymphadora Tonks. She was burned out of the uh, their family tree. Mm. But it, yeah, that's that's like a tough one. Your your cousin, right? Their cousins. I hope that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, I believe so. I think yeah. Hmm. She can't even and like this is another interesting part. Like it's transforming. Again, this is another reason I love it because it's like deeper. Because of what she's experiencing and feeling, it's actually transforming the magic within her. She can't like morph like she used to. Like it's changing the fabric of who mm. she is, like this grief. And I think there's something that's kind of in that for some parts of grief and just normal life in the muggle world. Mm-hmm. Like certain parts of grief can transform who you are. That's why I love yeah. depressing books. <laughs> One person that I, uh, I listen to says every time they cry, they feel like they become a new person. And so they have a cry journal. Wow. Every time they cry, they write it down. It's great. I know, I like it's what great made them line. cry? Huh? Like what made them cry or yeah, when they, they cried? They, they write down the date that they cried and what made them cry. Sometimes it's just some, something like a movie. But they say when they come out of that, hmm. they feel like a new person. Wow. <laughs> I can relate. Kind of profound. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I kind of like that like too. That My hmm. journal would be huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of Molly Wobbles? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was funny. <laughs> oh, God. Because this is the line. What do you like to call me when we're alone together? <laughs> Even by the dim light of the lantern, Harry could tell that Mrs. Weasley had turned a very bright red. He himself felt suddenly warm around the ears and neck and hastily gulped soup, clattering a spoon as loudly as he could against the bowl. <laughs> Molly wobbles, whispered a mortified Mrs. Weasley into the crack at the edge of the door. Correct, said Mr. Weasley. <laughs> Now you can let me in. He's like so. I know. Oh, I love that Sorry. so much. Oh, poor Harry. So, guys, what are your guys' pet names for each other? <laughs> oh man, no pet names yet. Well, Jen's no. against pet names. Jen wobbles. No Jen wobbles. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it'll be now. Or Danny wobbles. Danny wobbles kind of works. That works. That works. What do you think, Jen? <laughs> sure. That's gonna be it. That'll be your secret password from now on. Is it really you? The secret password. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't find this. What page? Oh, you guys are different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, I got it. I got it. 86. Thank you. Pet names. Um, even before we got to that, I thought it was cute that molly was so proud of the promotion that arthur got she was like all like happy for him and stuff I'm like, i oh, love that cute. i really love their marriage their yeah marriage same. Is so great so after books. that many kids and they're still i know they're yep. still like feisty and fiery like still a bunch of hot tamales i know mr weasley is such a hot tamale <laughs> he comes in ready to go <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> Harry ruined that for him. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay. Oh, Molly wobbles. You weren't supposed to come till morning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It sounded like Molly bubbles when I heard it. Ah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah. a cute one, too. Still works. I feel like it's different, though. Wobbles. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm catching up on chat. Molly Wobbles. No pet names. What pet names have you guys had? <laughs> Do you even like pet names? <laughs> I don't think I've had. Uh, we barely even do nicknames like in my family and yeah. stuff too. Yeah. Mm. 
Except my one cousin. She would give us all nicknames. I was Tiggy. That's cute. That is cute. I remember mm-hmm. you said that. Uh, I think you said that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah maybe I, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was the only nicknames. one. I don't think I've had pet name. Oh, is that kind of the same? Though? Sometimes I think they can be, but I think of pet names as being cute. Like romance. Yeah. yeah. So they, yeah, either romantic or like a really close, like kind of intimate friend. But well, Tiggy would be that, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that's yeah. why that sounds like yeah. a pet yeah. name to me. You know. No, I'm just called Jen. My nickname though. is Crispix. Oh yeah, it's pretty cute. It's a cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you guys, you guys talked about this before, but are you, what do you think of Flora coming back into the story? I had a feeling she was going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. She like just left abruptly. Mm. And I feel like what's his name is going to come back to Crumb. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. Why is Flora here? Do you think there's a, yeah, do you think there's a oh, deeper reason? Oh yeah, I do. What's I didn't theory? until you said that, but now I do. <laughs> um, Danny's dissecting not only but to get the not only the book, but your questions. No, oh, to get the vilas for the Death Eaters. Can you imagine a whole village of vila? Yeah, a vila village, oh and then they get the Death Eaters nuts. all crazy up. Ooh, that's a great that idea. That would be awesome. That's, wow, that's good to have her in her back pocket. Nice, good distraction. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking we're either going to uh, taking the strictly floor element of this. We're either going to end up in France with Floor's people or we're going to end up in Gringotts. There was something else that Gringotts has come up like four times so far in the book. We got Bill. We got Floor. We've got one of the people that Horace collected is the Goblin Liaison Office. Mm-hmm. So his name? Probably. Wait, wait. That's right. Come now. on. You know it. Come on, Danny. Oh, stars of the sea, like Cintion, Cintrion, Dirk Cresswell. Oh yeah, yeah. But then, didn't he recommend (laughs) that person to the Sirion? I gotta find it because the one that I actually underlined was. He's gonna uh, say no, you're wrong. I was like, yeah, like no, that's not it. Oh, here we go. Well, Dumbledore was the one, or recommend the next junior member of the Goblin Liaison Office. So we didn't actually know that earlier on. When he was kind of listing people out, when he said Cicerone Harkis. Um, but I don't know about, oh, or Dirk Cresswell. Yeah, because he's the head of the Goblin Liaison Office. Yeah. Um, like, but no, the right. only reason that Dirk was able to get that job <laughs> don't question me, Danny. is because Horace uh, introduced him to Cicerone Harkis. <laughs> so go, either way, go. we've got. There it is. That's, that's two people that we know in the Goblin Liaison You're Office. Crush a trivia and two people we know <laughs> that work in we're Gringotts. We're never going to be able to go. So, and. Oh, you know why else? This is why we're going to Gringotts, guys. Wow, this is all coming back to me. Because. Because, guys, they already introduced the fact that. Um, Fred and George have a, a store, a shop in Diagon Alley. <laughs> wow. So we're definitely going to Diagon Alley. We're going to hang with Fred and, and George. Gringotts. And then we're going Gringotts. to Gringotts. Hmm. Um, what's what's going to be in Gringotts? Dirk Cresswell? I, well, will they really need him to 
get to Gringotts. Can we, they be we keeping part least, of some kind of spell thing in Gringotts what, in the safe? In a safe? In a safe? In a safe. Is there, yeah, is there anything well, deep in the vaults of Gringotts I that think, like, they yes. need? I was literally just thinking at first, Harry's own vault. Like, what if he got something from Sirius he didn't know he got? And mm-hmm. they're like, whoa. Uh, let's oh. head down to the vault and see what got deposited there. Dumbledore said they were going to like add things to his his like account. So if his vault just got full of more serious black gold, what else did he inherit from Sirius that just mm-hmm. went to the vault? So at the least, they might need to go to the vault. Or maybe they need to pick up something else for Dumbledore in the Hogwarts vault. Or uh, maybe they have to steal something. That's a little aggressive. I don't, I don't Does Gringotts really support the um, Death Eaters? And hold their stuff. They're, they can't be that I feel like neutral. no one would be able to like live if you try to steal something from Gringotts. Because you could get trapped in that's the thing for all the eternity. Book. Yeah, yeah. They're like, like, we never check these things. If yeah. people break in, they'll just die. And goblin magic seems too powerful, so I don't know about all that. But at the least, they might need to get something from Harry's vault. And for whatever reason, maybe they can't let people know they're doing it. So it's not real stealing. It's only stealing from themselves. Yeah. Um. Anyways... It's either that or they're going to France. So uh, <laughs> if we hear another word from uh, Eminem, the old Madame Maxime, then maybe we'll end up in France <laughs> hanging out with uh, the Bobaton girls. Yeah. So either way, Floor is here for a reason. Interesting. All that to say that. All that to say. <laughs> that's why Floor is here. Yeah. Um, I like that. So, Jen, why do you think Floor is I here? I don't know. You had like a thousand <laughs> explanations. Sorry, that was the whole thing. Um, yeah. It's good. I just don't know what to add to it. <laughs> How about this one? What do you think of, we talked about this one in the previous chapter, but what do you think of Harry giving the information of the prophecy to Ron and Hermione? Well, Dumbledore told him to do that. Yeah. Do you think Dumbledore was wise to have done that? Yeah, because I think he needs people to understand the capat, the extreme, what is the word I want? I don't know. Yeah. That. But but I know the vibes you're putting out there, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. Because if he doesn't have his friends and he doesn't realize that he actually has a big part in this, yeah, they could just think. I think it changed. Yeah, me either. Mm. Well, yeah, or like his role in it. Like before, they might have just thought, "Oh, he's like the special one." But like, if well, it's the same thing as chosen. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, it's just good to have your people on your corner. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. true. And that's what he comes to understand at the end of that, too. Yep. This is the line that I was talking about before, but Harry did not really listen. A warmth was spreading through him that had nothing to do with the sunlight. A tight obstruction in his chest seemed to be dissolving. He knew that Ron and Hermione were more shocked than they were letting on, but the mere fact that they were still on either side of him, speaking bracing words of comfort, not shrinking from him as though he were contaminated or dangerous was more was worth more than he can ever tell them oh I, that was my favorite moment yeah that was a good one Sorry. yeah yep that was oh, good uh, i was like <laughs> what else <laughs> that's it that was just my favorite moment that was a good one i think also he was trying to teach harry to like open up to his friends too yeah. so when things start coming up you can share them mm. and get support you have to do it, take it on alone yeah. And then not feel the stress because he probably also needs to be um, like a soundboard so he can focus too. And like whatever spells or whatever he's learning from Dumbledore 
when you can vent to your people mm-hmm. and let it out, you can just focus on what's important mm-hmm. instead of stressing on things and keeping it to close to heart. Yeah, and you even have that line that was a great line. The tight obstruction in his chest seemed to be dissolving. And I feel like that's so true when you're like just holding on to things. I feel like this would have eaten Harry alive if he just had to carry that on his own. I think Dumbledore knows that too. That's why like therapy is so effective and just talking to like friends and people that you love because you're holding things in for so long and you start verbalizing that and it's like things just dissolve in you. It's a great way to like describe it. You're like, oh, okay, okay. I can like think through this and process this and this is helping. Yep. A little therapy. Sorry, a little mead indigestion right there. <laughs> um, how do you think, uh, what do you think of Harry's OWL results? And more importantly, what did you guys get on your SATs? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> SATs, for those listening who are from England, are our modern muggle equivalent of the OWLs. Do you guys remember? How high do they even go up to? Like, I don't even remember what the school thing I remember is leaving, taking the SATs, and feeling like I was 10% dumb, no, like 50% dumber because I was like, it drained so much out of me. Mm -hmm. I was like, that was the worst four hours of my life. Yep. I have such opinions on the SATs too. I think they're such a poor reflection on, like, Mm. that's why I don't like the OWLs. I think they're a poor reflection on an actual Mm. student. Yeah. And their abilities. I like. I actually like the OWLs because they are practical too. So I like them more than I like the SATs. True. The SAT yeah. is just sitting down and taking a test, and you're in a room for five hours, and it's, it's just horrible. math and English. I'm like, what the heck kind of a test is this? Yeah. And that determines your future. And the fact so that it's stupid. so focused yeah. on too, because it does, to be honest, make a lot of sense for certain jobs. Yeah. If you're going to end up sitting eight hours a day behind a computer and doing a job, like, well, that's kind of what I do. So I guess like an SAT feels like a fair assessment, (laughs) but But there are so many people that that wouldn't history with the lawyers one. I don't even think Hmm? that was a good one. I know. Wait, what? The the lawyers take, uh, what do they take? The, um, the bar to law school. No, to get into law school. Oh, Oh, um, I forget what it's called. Wait, is that the ACT? No, what's the, Oh, the, Oh, I don't know. I think yeah, I, I forget what that one's called. Um, but what is what was the point of that? What did you say? Oh, I forget all the details of that episode. But he was going into the data behind, like taking the exam and actually the success rates in school. And John, did you remember the specifics of that? It's been a while. Oh, you're talking about a yeah. podcast. Or something. Oh, yeah, so this yeah is a podcast. It was like podcast. yeah, it was a quick podcast on how this uh, test is so. <clears throat> ineffective and there's like there's an like a little an elite amount of schools like it's like the 16 best law schools and a lot of firms will only hire from these schools but he interviewed all these people outside of it and one guy in particular he he like gave a whole speech at some law thing and he's like i only will hire harvard law students he's like that mm-hmm. is the only person only people that he'll, he'll hire because he doesn't have time for these other people malcolm gladwell asked him he's like what is who's your best person in your office and he's like some guy from a rink eating college that doesn't know anything and like he just spends hours reading and he reads thoroughly and he's like he's the best worker that i've ever i've ever worked with mm. and so the whole thing is like this test is like a farce it doesn't make any sense because mm. you're right it, it this test grades you on how fast and effectively you can process information and law isn't about that it's about how much it, like you can spend a, t- a lot of time reading, but you don't have to do it fast. You just have to do it thoroughly. So if you mm. remember the facts and you can know those facts thoroughly, that's what it's about. So it's like the test is stupid. 
Just like the SAT is stupid. Mm. I, I'll rant on this for hours, guys. But anyway. The SAT is terrible. <laughs> Running out of time. we've seen that Hermione can also retain information mm. and recall it when it's necessary. So it's not just memorizing for yeah. a test. And I yeah. think that's really the key. And that's why the OWLs are better than SATs. Yeah. It's the LSAT, too. People are saying that on the chat. LSAT. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the only thing yeah. I remember about my, my SATs was the year that I took it. It was probably the year that you took it, too. Yeah. That they changed the grading scale from a 1600 to a 2400. And that works my favor because I got like, I got a below a 1600, but I said some things to my family. Like, I think I, I don't know what I got. Let's say oh, I got like a 1300. So funny. And a 1300 on a 1600 grading scale would be great. Yep. And so I like told my grandpa, and he was like, you got like that a 1390 <laughs> and it was a terrible score. But yeah. He's like, yeah, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. He's like, that's better than your brother. And I was like, yep. <laughs> that was <great>. so good <laughs> so i duped him <laughs> nice. i just remember that when i came back to school i beat the kid in our class david and that <laughs> made me so happy and then i'm sure he took it four more times yeah, and yeah, crushed yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Me. but at least on that first one i was like uh yeah all right that's um, so great and then even when i hear my cousins talk about the tests they take now I'm like, I'm lost. I have no idea what any of these things, they change it all the time. Yeah. Now there's no math portion or they change it to something. you don't even need it anymore. No A lot of schools, essay. yeah, they don't even care for it. They don't even it. need so the maybe SAT scores we're anymore. getting more progressive. Schools are like actually that. learning that it doesn't um, show how successful well, some will be My grades versus college. my SAT scores were like, Phew, Yeah. Mm. But you're like a smart right. person. So it's annoying that like you're, it's it's based on your SAT scores, what school you go to. Yep. But and, yeah. Do you, what do you think? So Harry can't be an or anymore. What do you think he's actually going to do with if what's his career? Path Why does he need to be an or? He's the chosen one. <laughs> That's even better. He's going to get an honorary uh, pass to be like an or he literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. I know. His mindset is just funny because like he's doing something even higher than I an know, or. defeating the greatest evil known to wizard kind. And he's bummed that he can't defeat lesser forms. <laughs> Because he thinks there'll be a future somewhere. Mm. Hopefully, that's true. I am impressed with Harry. I feel like he he did pretty well. I didn't expect him to do yeah. this well. I didn't think he'd do potions. Oh, that was the other thing. Surprising like, one. Is, is that what Snape required? He said acceptable isn't good enough, yes. but exceeds expectations is. No, because Harry got an exceeds expectations. So it's only know, people I'm who so are confused. outstanding. Yeah, so Harry only yeah. takes outstanding. Yep. Okay, I so, couldn't remember where he drew that line. Oh, okay. yeah. literally that. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. why I was confused. I'm like, he didn't fail. Yeah. So yeah, so Harry, in theory, won't be in potions or history of magic or divination, but he's gonna have the other. Yeah, he's he's six. got pretty much everything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's so he's in a lot. It's very impressive. Was there anything else in this chapter or the previous one that you guys saw that you want to make note of? We're all looking at Danny. <laughs> I'm like, always. <laughs> well, I am, first of all, just proud that Ron also passed all of those. Yeah, he did Almost great. suspiciously. And I feel bad that I say that, but like, <laughs> he's he's right up with Harry on that yeah. stuff. That's amazing. He got double um, what the twins got, right? I think that was a line in there somewhere. So great. Yeah. Um also, Percy is still super lame. Um, yep, yep, yep. And there was a line from Dumbledore that I thought was a good one. Well, actually, I think Hermione mentioned it. Dumbledore said people find it far easier to forgive others for being wrong than mm. being right. Mm. I'm like, oh, wow. Just that is a wisdom yeah. from Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a really good one. 
And so that's a that's an interesting one for two parts for Dumbledore, people forgiving him, and for even Percy. Like, what do you think Percy is going to do the rest of this book and the next one? Follow Fudge still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Is might. that who he idolizes? Yeah, that's what I can't figure out. I thought so. I mean, certainly when he was in the office. So did was that loyalty so deep that now that Fudge is out, he's still loyal to Fudge? And then when Fudge forms his army, Percy's going to be a general? Or is Percy going to be just seeking the next power guy and moving on to something else. I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be, um, I have a little bit of hope for Percy. I want to call it actually 60, 40. He goes bad (laughs) (laughs) percentages. I like that. Um, I don't want him to go bad, but I do think he's leaning that that way pretty hard right now. Yeah. It would take something pretty big to bring him back. Mm. He is stubborn and he has kind of cut his family off. Yeah. Hmm. Any last tidbits before we go over the last few things? All right. Favorite moment? (laughs) Favorite character who wins the House Cup? Who's the hot tamale? There's a lot of hot tamales in this chapter, actually. (laughs) So Mm. many. And he's counting in his head right now. So true, John. <laughs> Kristen doesn't like when I count out loud, so I'm going to count out <laughs> Hot tamale. Is that where you start? You're like, who's the hot tamale? I'll work backwards from there. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I always say it first. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's easier. Who takes kinda. the win on this one? Hmm, That is tricky this time, though. I want to say floor just because everyone couldn't stand her in the chapter. (laughs) And I was rooting for her back in the wizarding cup because she was the only female Mm. (laughs) in it. Um, What is it again? Favorite moment? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's hard. I feel like I really liked when Slughorn... No, Slug. When you say it like that, it sounds wrong, but I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah. Or Slughorn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Slughorn. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I forget. <laughs> when he was yeah. talking about Harry's parents, I thought that was really just like sweet, like how he loved um, Lily. Mm. Um, yeah, that was beautiful. But then what Kristen was saying was her favorite moment <laughs> before it was really great too with like the was it the sun shining more after his he told his friends about being the chosen child Mm. and what's the third (laughs) the chosen child the chosen child i don't know i guess that's the billboard the cursed child (laughs) (laughs) combining them i think you do you uh because you did your favorite character hot tamale do you have your hot tamale yeah that was was floor who's your do you have your house cup then oh dumbledore Mm. Yeah, he's so in control in this chapter. Yeah. In like an uncontrolled way, he just lets Harry do work and he, he just like knows. It's great. Yep. But I guess he's manipulative too, but... That's a little harsh. That's a harsh word, but just to balance it out, it could be sometimes. But I also think he's, I like he's giving him. Harry a little room to grow. So I'm trying to view it more that way of like, 
he's giving Harry a space, nudge. but trying to guide him while mm. he does that. So yes, it's manipulative, but I'm, I'm trying to view it as like teaching moments because otherwise I think I'd view Dumbledore in like <laughs> a negative light a little bit. So I think I think Dumbledore has good intentions with it, even if it's a little much with manipulating. Yeah, it's a little under the radar manipulation, but but we don't know all the. We're just the facts maybe not manip- like yeah, maybe manipulation, but also like not communicating everything. Mm. Like I yep. feel like Harry would still be fine with this. He might not <laughs> perform as well if he didn't <laughs> know, but I feel like he'd still be fine. You know, like yes, if Dumbledore yes. told him this, he'd be like, okay, sure, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But he just didn't give him that option. Yep. <laughs> So, um, I'm going to say hot tamale goes to, uh, Mr. Weasley. Hey, someone said that on chat. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. He's, Mine he's too. the hottest tamale right now. Yeah. <laughs> Long successful marriage with, uh, Molly wobbles, <laughs> Molly bubbles. It's true. <laughs> That's hot tamale right there. Um, house cup. I, I'll also give to Dumbledore. He was, uh, crushing it. Yeah. And favorite moment, um, like Kristen with, uh, all them sitting in the room, talking it out. Harry kind yeah, of uh, being honest, hearing them talk, and just like I felt very safe. It's mm. great. Mm. I'm gonna agree with you on the hot tamale. Yeah, <laughs> Arthur man. Um, I the only one. I want to give it Molly's, to Dumbledore. Molly's then. face is like a hot tamale right now. <laughs> so embarrassed. I love it. They're so cute. Too. Jenny was a little hot to Molly too. Oh, and she yeah, was she was sassy. I'm talking to this lot. Yeah, she said outraged. <laughs> she was funny, but I think I want to give it to Slughorn just because he's interesting and yeah. he cracked me up that he literally destroyed his house because he wanted to avoid Dumbledore. <laughs> yep, at his house. Another person. Or, house another, yeah, that's, right. So that's right. That's right. Oh, it wasn't even his. That's funny. And I, still, yeah, so I, know, yeah. I still couldn't figure out if like his piano and chandelier and stuff like was that all his stuff? The piano was because you see he now that's he was like it's hard to get these houses because I have to bring my piano <laughs> yeah. in and like, oh, all the stuff on the mantel. So I'm like, this is barely another yeah. person's house. He is just fully taking it over. This guy's going a step above so glamping. Great. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize he carries that thing with him. <laughs> And I already said my favorite moment. Yeah, it was a good moment. The friends moment. I think uh, my favorite moment, I think, is the same as Jen's, actually. Um, the moment when Slughorn is talking about Lily. I think that's a really beautiful moment. And just, like, how he recognizes that in Harry. And just how he, like, sees Harry. I think that's great. I think my house cup... Actually, there's one more moment that I really like. That in this book, I was like, oh, that's nice. When Harry goes into... Um, uh, Fred and George's room and falls asleep. Mm. I was like, that was an exhausting mm. day. So true. And then he goes home and he like gets cut co- co- like cozy under the covers and is just like out immediately. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he's so woken up by his friends. Yeah, yeah. seemingly like, instantly. Yeah. He was. Yeah. That's so I great. love that moment, moment so much. Yeah, like, you're right. That's one. Just like getting all cozy in bed. It's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, my house <laughs> cup, I think, is Harry because of his growth hmm. for um, a few different parts in this sure. chapter. Like he's okay with. He seems like he's moving on really well he's communicating his feelings not only to like his friends but also to dumbledore so he's doing much better at one of the biggest flaws that we've seen him as not communicating things you're right he's growing in that way pretty significantly um because he's doing a lot of and maybe not like open outright communication but he's trying at least which is just fantastic so i i have i'm loving his growth and then uh my hot tamale is tonks 
Of course it is. Of course. Oh, <laughs> even a depressed. Oh, wait, but he really she's switched from floor. Depressed, so. Depressed. <laughs> I was thinking someone was going to pick up on that. She's like, there's a depth of emotion that she's feeling. Like, yeah, Flem. Floor, sorry, I shouldn't say Flem. Floor, she's like still great and she's like bubbly and excited, but. That's not your speed. You like the moody. <laughs> I like people who feel deeply. Hmm. <laughs> Enneagram Theo. fours, I guess. <laughs> I like how you know that. <laughs> a lot of my uh, really good friends are Enneagram fours, and they're just like emotional people, but they like mm. express their emotions very well. Mm. So I appreciate that. They're they're deep emotional people. I like Tonks. Tonks is Tonks is a hot tamale. So that's who I got. Excellent. Well. Thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. Until next time. Good chapters coming up, guys. This one it gets really, really good. It's getting really, so really good. good. Oh boy! Every time. I know. It does. It really well, does. each chapter we get. Anyway, how many chapters more. should we read this time? Whenever we're done, I'm gonna go back and watch all the screens and read every comment. Oh I know. Gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> it must be so many. It is so fun. It is so you fun. Too.